Hello, hello. Welcome back to Talks with Maria in episode 49. We're talking about chapter 19 in Grant Cardone's book, 10Xing Your Results. Super powerful. Please remember to check out Confident Business Women's Academy where I teach you how to make money doing what you love online. Let's begin. Good morning. I don't know if I'm live. I think I am. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy Thursday. It is February 4th. And what I do want to um, share with you guys is a really important chapter that I was able to learn and hear in the book, 10xing, the 10x rule by Grant Gordon. It's a really amazing book. It has really motivated me this year to really 10x my activities and I'm also sharing that with you. So chapter 19 is uh, client services versus client acquisition. Really important because I notice I talk to you guys each individually about the importance about getting leads in your business to sell to them. Uh, And I notice you as a new business owner, people who are starting their business, focus more on, well, what if they're not satisfied with my program or my package? So chapter 19 in the book really spells it out as to why you should focus more on lead acquisition, client acquisition. So I'm going to play it for you guys. I do have the audible. I went crazy on Grant Cordon. Got his Audible and his book. Satisfaction is the wrong target. The topic of criticism provides an appropriate segue into a discussion about what I believe to be the overused and abused concept of customer satisfaction. One of the first protests I hear from people to whom I promote the idea of 10x actions is their concern that customer satisfaction will somehow be damaged. They worry that if they and their company push too much or become overly aggressive, they'll somehow hurt their brand's reputation in the marketplace. Although I suppose that's possible, it's much more likely due to the overabundance of products and organizations available today that no one will even know about you or your company or notice your brand in the first place. The board of trustees of a national cable channel I was working with became concerned that a new show that the executives were very excited about did not fit the network's brand. I told them, if you don't start bringing TV to people's homes that is current and relevant and that people have to tune into, you ain't going to have a brand to defend. When you fail to find supporters, establish customers, secure investors, and close the deal because you fail to do whatever it takes to get the job done, then you hide under the excuse of protecting your brand and customer satisfaction. You just as soon have a shovel in your hand and dig your own grave. Customer service is the wrong target. Incre- Increasing customers is the right target. This doesn't mean customer satisfaction isn't important. Everyone knows that customers have to be satisfied and happy in order for them to return and give a positive word of mouth to others. If your service or product or investment isn't built on satisfaction, you're a criminal. And this book will only land you in jail sooner or later. Make your primary focus commanding attention and generating new customers before you worry about making them happy. Let me explain simply. Customer satisfaction 
doesn't concern me and my company very much. Why? Because I know we over-deliver to our clients and provide customer service that is well beyond satisfactory. We over-deliver to every client, and we never say no until we absolutely have to. We don't even talk about customer satisfaction in my office. We do talk a lot about how to get more customers because attracting customers to our program is the only way to increase customer satisfaction in the first place. Look, you get it? Increasing customer satisfaction is impossible without increasing customers. Whether someone signs up for our free tip of the week or buys a book for $30 or an audio program for $500 or gets involved in our long-term training contracts you know, or, or, or pays our company millions of dollars to customize a training program, either way, I'm over-delivering. I'm going to over-deliver what's expected. I only concern myself with getting more customers. Then I over-deliver to my clients always. I am most worried about non-customer satisfaction, that is, the people who are dissatisfied because they don't have my product and may not even know they're unhappy. I know that the only dissatisfied clients that we can have are those who don't have my products or who have them and are not using them correctly or people that don't know me. We talk about how getting our clients to increase their usage in our material, our books, our programs, our systems, and our processes is the only way to increase customer satisfaction. Not getting a client or having a client use your products incorrectly or bigger outpoints than most of the ways that customer satisfaction is thought of. A customer getting the package a day late is an issue and should be handled, but look, the client who never buys your product suggests you have a real serious customer satisfaction problem because you never made the person a customer in the first place. The first problem you can easily fix. The second one will kill you. I seek out clients who are qualified to do business with us. I then attend to that individual or company until they agree to hire me knowing that until they get my product or service, they can't be satisfied. This isn't a pitch. This is what I believe to be true. The attainment of the customer, customer insistence, is paramount to customer satisfaction. And customer satisfaction cannot exist without a customer. The attainment of the customer is the most important thing to me. Same thing in relationships. First, it's getting the wife. Then it's keeping her happy. Then it's growing the family. Then it's looking at new ways to keep everyone happy. What was most important? Look, getting the wife was paramount to wife satisfaction. It's impossible for a company to create success by just focusing on customer satisfaction. I believe that the trend of focusing on customer satisfaction has proven to be a detriment to customer acquisition. Companies become so consumed about their supposed customer satisfaction that many are failing to aggressively acquire and expand their market by getting new customers. Customer service is a business term meant to measure how the products and services that companies supply meet or exceed customer expectations after the purchase. This assessment customer satisfaction is supposedly a key differentiator between the brands customers follow loyally and those they abandon entirely. Yet most places that I go into never service me enough before the sale to ever acquire me as a customer in the first place. Executives tout the importance of customer service from their ivory towers, yet they forget to promote the attainment customer assistance, the attainment of the customer to begin with. Most products don't get my attention so completely that I'm compelled to purchase them without the assistance of the company. 
Unfortunately, most companies and salespeople never bothered to ask the customer to buy when given the opportunity and then fail to follow that opportunity up. Thus, they never make a client. No customer insistence equals no customer satisfaction. We do mystery shopping campaigns like I mentioned earlier for companies and have validated this over and over. The biggest problem with companies today is that they never made a customer in the first place. If you have a subpar offering, a product that doesn't do what you state it will, and that makes people feel like they've been cheated after the purchase, look, the marketplace will dispose of you sooner or later regardless of your customer satisfaction score. Most people don't fail because they're offering an inferior product or a poor product. Most people fail because they never get enough customers. Does Starbucks offer the very best customer service and coffee available? Hey, I don't know. I do know that the company has made a serious investment in making it easy and convenient for you to buy their coffee. Is Starbucks concerned about people standing in line too long and getting the right coffee and being greeted correctly? Of course. But I assure you, the company is concerned first with the acquirement of the client. Does Google provide the best search engine and the best customer experience and service? Hey, I don't know. Does it look to improve the customer experience? Certainly. But first, it dominates the space so clearly and gets so much attention that it's the first site used. What's my point here? Brands that truly deliver customer satisfaction do not talk about customer service. They focus on customer acquisition. Customer insistence is senior to customer service. Emerging organizations first need people to know about them, then must do everything they can to make them happy. Remember, customer satisfaction cannot exist without a customer first. American corporations have become so obsessed with customer satisfaction that they have lost sight of the first and most vital factor, customer acquisition. Keep the main thing, the main thing, as they say here in the South. Customer satisfaction should not be an initiative, but something so inherent to an organization that all its attention is focused now on customer acquisition. To garner the attention of a potential customer or market and then fail to capitalize on creating a user of your products and services makes no sense and is the most expensive of mistakes. Yet this is what happens with far too many organizations. Let's say a company successfully gets my attention long enough that I actually consider its products. But then the company doesn't do enough to actually earn my business and shut me down, making me a customer. Look, not being a customer makes it impossible for that company to make me a satisfied customer. I'm just saying, don't put the cart before the horse. Notice how executives become concerned about customer satisfaction and then start initiatives to conduct customer satisfaction surveys of the individuals who became customers, but completely ignore surveying those who never became a customer but wanted to. This is a huge miss and a great example of an only practice, as I discussed in Chapter 10, that you could use immediately on how to acquire more customers. In addition to surveying those you've acquired, garnering input from those who didn't buy from you would actually disclose much more to your company about true customer satisfaction. Don't you want to find out why you didn't acquire the business? You think you didn't satisfy a customer and therefore never made one? Most companies fail not due to lack of quality of their product, service, or their offering. They fail because they don't take enough strategic actions to acquire the client in the first place. That's why I suggest that customer satisfaction is the wrong target. Because you don't even get the opportunity to satisfy someone who never evolves into a client in the first place. 
My point here is not to negate customer satisfaction as an acquisition or as an initiative, but to shift your attention back to the acquisition. Also understand, it is impossible to somehow completely prevent customer complaints. There are, of course, measures you can take to improve your product or service. But when dealing with human beings, let's face it, you are going to get complaints and dissatisfaction. It's just that simple. The best you can do is resolve complaints and dissatisfaction when they emerge, and they will, I promise, and treat them as opportunities to be in communication with your clients. What you need is more people interacting with your product or service and your company. Yes, complaints will increase when dealing with human beings, but so will praise. Increase the number of users of your product or service through massive action, not through massive initiatives that cause your people to back off from the acquisition in the first place. I launched my first company under the naive impression that I would work with a handful, quote-unquote, a handful of clients and really, quote-unquote, concentrate my attention on them. Thereby, I would elicit, hopefully, great customer satisfaction. I assumed that this would give me an advantage in the market and allow me to deliver quality service and really make a difference. Look, although this was a great idea, it just didn't work out. First of all, this great plan didn't put me on a scale necessary to build a business with a wide enough reach to get me enough attention. And I fell way short of domination, not to mention way short on the cash flow necessary to continue to support the clients. Just as important, it didn't allow me to share my information with enough of the successful people. When I finally got my thinking to the right levels, got off this customer satisfaction binge and committed to expanding my footprint and taking on 10 times more clients. What I did was I multiplied my exposure tenfold and increased the number of successful people and companies I had previously been avoiding. I shifted my focus to monumental quantities instead of just serving a handful, which enhanced my ability to spread the word about myself, my company, my products, and my ideas to a growing number of people. The grumbles I received did intensify right along with the compliments I received. In fact, I enjoyed more successes than people using my materials. Augmenting the number of attendees at my seminars and workshops actually amplified the number of quality players and clients that I was exposed to and expanded the number of individuals who were then using my ideas and techniques. More people were talking now about my methodologies among their associates who would then spread the word to people they knew and so on. The more people talked about me, the more I was able to expand my footprint to get more attention, acquire more customers, and then create more customer satisfaction. Think about it like this. Would Facebook or Google be better off if they provided their service to only a few people? If they would, I wouldn't even be using them as examples. The practice of customer satisfaction is not limited to how you treat a customer after you acquire them. It should focus on what you do to attain them in the first place. The quality of the client you attain will have a direct effect on the level of customer satisfaction that you can deliver. I'm going to say that again. The quality of the client you attain will have a direct effect on the quality of the level of customer satisfaction experienced. You will not get to quality without seeking quantity. Remember, as well, what we have discussed in the previous chapters, okay? Criticism and complaints are inevitable indications that you're growing as you should be. 
Disregard the criticism as a bad thing. Welcome and handle complaints. And do everything you can, everything you can, to expand your footprint. The more people you serve, the better your chances are of interacting with quality customers. To be clear, you certainly want to deliver and exceed on the promises you Okay, guys, that was chapter 19. I just wanted to have you guys listen to that because it was so valuable. And I know I just ran up the stairs. <laughs> and um, it is, you know, it's one of those things where you have to really get grounded in lead acquisition versus. Uh, customer service. Uh, let me know if you guys have any questions. Otherwise, I'm jumping on a call. Have a good day, guys. If you enjoyed this episode and found it valuable, be sure to subscribe, comment, and share this episode with your friends and family. If you have any comments, suggestions, or collaboration requests, please reach out to me directly at maria at selfimprovedaily.com. I look forward to hearing from you.